Welcome to Estadile Illusions. Well, I made it through the welcome without laughing. That's lovely. Are we going to talk about something of substance, or are we going to talk about ITM's love life? Hmm. Let's pick the latter. I was just telling a joke because the subject of this episode, as the title suggests, is very substantive. The subject of this episode is the deep end. And let me tell you something about being an LGBTQ person. You think, you know, I'm over the age of 30, my hormones are only like totally wackadoodle for, oh, I don't know, maybe like six or seven or eight or nine. Mm. At most, my hormones are only crazy for probably 14 days out of, ah, I forgot about my period. Uh, 17 or 18 days. That That's still, that's still a lot of days that are normal uh, of the... If it's not February or April or June or uh, September only has 30 days. There are some days when I am not a whack job. But not every LGBTQ person is on HRT. I mean, plenty are for lots of reasons. Uh, Not everybody... I'm trying to, like, figure out whose fault it is that our entire community is batshit crazy. Because sometimes it's the hormones we take and then... Often it's the, our hormonal reactions to other people uh, pushing our buttons. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's, we could spend all episode debating uh, which of the letters. Uh, it's the fault that we're all nuts. But, um, and you could say, well, not all of us are. And, and that maybe that's true. I have not spoken to every LGBTQ person. But what I would tell you is the ones you think are normal, you get lured back to their lair. And oh, boy. No, you're in for you're in for a reckoning. So like when you get entangled, this is why as a heterosexual as a mostly heterosexual, as somebody who is I can't even say that shit anymore. It doesn't make any sense, but uh, one benefit of being a transsexual woman is you can go out with heterosexual cisgender men and get a taste of what it's like and actually I can't even continue the example because most of them suck. Um, you get a taste of how much you miss the uh, uh, mile a minute. Uh... <laughs> I could dance around the bush. Uh, I am involved with somebody, uh, not a heterosexual cisgender man. No, somebody, somebody in, somebody within the letters uh, LGBTQ. Maybe they have more of the letters than than we know. Uh, I don't want to say much more than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I find myself in the middle of a roller coaster that is basically not my fault. Now you, the listener, can say, "Oh no, we have been through." More than 180 episodes of this crap. You could be normal sometimes, but haven't been normal in a very long time. No, like no wonder. What a mess. Uh, it's a lot of you could say, "Gee, it is almost certainly Ian's fault." I am a willing participant. Uh, I don't know. I I don't think this. I mean, everybody in my life who knows about this situation thinks it's like fucking hysterical, which like it is, but. Like in the in the five seconds in the like the past two weeks that I've actually stopped laughing and you like think about it, it's like holy fucking shit. You know, like most Thomas the Tank Engine memers and podcasters and all the other various things that I've done in this sort of dumpster fire of a career, like anybody like that, I have extremely, in fact, 
impeccably high standards, and even among the, the myriad of, of interesting and colorful people who were foolish enough to ever go out with me, let alone once, twice, etc., this one, this one is, uh, might be the most beautiful and certainly the most impressive, and, I mean, let's be honest, hey, hey, hey. my body, like, fucking does weird, my, my, my already crazy body gets sent into complete overdrive by, uh, not even necessarily the sight of this person, but, but even, like, the thought of them, and, uh, they're a big communicator, so it is kind of hard to go more than like a couple hours without hearing from them, but uh, oh. I had a moment, multiple moments actually, where I was with this person where uh, you could literally, you could quite literally feel that time had stopped. Now, we could all say time stops for nobody. It did pick up later. The rest of the night went by like very fast, but what we had... We had several instances where the entire city, the entire SoCal region, if you notice, if you're in LA and you felt time just stop and like, you, I don't know, maybe you were driving or you're in an office or you're watching TV and everything just wasn't working, that's because ITM was, uh, it's my fault. And it's not just my fault, but I, I'll take full responsibility for causing this great stoppage <laughs> and it was it was so like exciting and exhilarating but this is the deep end part because what i just what i just named is like the fun part the mind-blowing the mind-blowing part where where you feel like the way that you like you step outside and you see the sun and we actually have a bit of, had a bit of an overcast here the past couple days but uh you see the sun and and you see you see the this this weird thing we're living in called life this weird I've talked so much about how sort of uh weird it's been to be trans in this world uh but you step outside and things just feel a little different you feel a little a little extra spring in your step like uh like you've learned a lot like things make more sense does anything actually make more sense uh maybe not but with all of that, with, with, with the fun part and the serious part, um, <sighs> there was a point in, in our time together where it stopped being the kind of the puppy love vibe of, that you'd get in like a first date. And then it was like, shit, this is a moment where there was a moment where it actually started to feel real. And we'd had a couple moments sort of along the way to get to that point where I was actually, I mean, I mean, a lot of us know that there's nobody who loves uh, singing their own praise or hearing, hearing praise given to them by themselves more than a certain Ian Thomas Malone. But uh, I was busy tooting my own horn that there were a lot of very, very forward jokes being made and I was not making any of them. I was laughing. And laughing, basically, because I knew how much trouble I would be in if I was the one who was making those kinds of jokes. But uh, with, within all of that, the forwardness that was jokes, uh, there was some forwardness that was very much not a joke and very much like, okay, you know, we are adults. This We live in an adult world. This is uh, not just the fantasy play that... Uh, I guess to be trans in, like, your 20s, a lot of it is, like, trying to, like 
get a little bit of your teenage years uh, back. Uh, that's something that maybe not 20... It's something that we in the community can kind of uh, identify with a lot, that uh, we're kind of missing something, so we're making up for lost time. This was more of one of those things that was like, okay, make up for all the lost time you want, but you're 32, bud. Like, you're an adult. Here are some adult things that... Uh, uh, you know, you've talked... <laughs> this is actually kind of what it's all about. I talk a tremendous game. I talk a big game. I will... Um, I'm... As, as a... You know, as a... I went to school for English Lit. I have a master's degree. But, you know, as a homosexual, obviously I believe very firmly in the Zodiac. I'm a Cancer. And Cancers are very, very loyal. I'm a loyal person. So when I talk a big game, I, I do intend on, like, following it up. But... A lot of people hear chirping and think big game. Oh, yeah, 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 you do that, Ian. Um, I've actually met somebody who's who's kind of like, all right, you know, you talk a big game, I'm going to hold you to it. And I, I love that because for so long in my life, is for the past few years especially, but in all sorts of ways, I've talked about all I want is a chance to play I want the ball. I want a chance to do, uh, to, to, to show the world what I have to offer. And I feel like this person heard that and was kind of like, all right, I'm going to give you the ball. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up, you know? And that's, that. I could tell you that I was scared to hear that. I was not. I was not actually scared. <laughs> Should I have been scared? Yes, there are so many, and I mean so many, and I mean I can't even list them all because I'm sure I would come up with plenty of new ones while I was listing them of reasons to be fucking terrified of this particular person. I've showed pictures of them to other people, and they have looked at me and go, I see what you mean. I, hey, I see exactly what you see in this person, like holy fucking shit. And then also, yeah, I get... I get this this fear that you keep talking about that you kind of dance around and you know maybe I don't do the absolute best job explaining it but oh <laughs> I had a moment yesterday afternoon after I'd finished some work and doing what really matters I'd taken an edible and I was playing Spider-Man and I as edible was like kind of peaking I I don't want to call it an anxiety. It was... I, I'm not... It felt like a... It <laughs> felt like a panic attack. But it wasn't. It wasn't a... It wasn't panic and it wasn't an attack. It was more like a... Um, a realization of an occupation. Of uh, my heartstrings. That uh, somebody else was communicating with them. And they were saying... I expect things of you now. And maybe it's a little bit... Not maybe. It's way too fast. It's not as fast... I mean, it's not the speed that I would go at. But um, I've been around the block a long time. The kind of feelings you get from this kind of instance that I'm talking about, they don't come all that often. And frankly, when they do come, you're an idiot if you don't treat them as if they may never come around again. You'd be an idiot to be cavalier and play fast and loose with uh, emotions that hit you on those heartstrings and just play uh intimacy that like uh shatters not just the fourth wall all walls and uh, uh touches you in ways you never my body my body like 
I am a switch hitter, and I'm kind of I'm more of a like service top basically. Uh, my body fun often functions like a bottom. My skin, if if I'm really crazy about someone, my skin gets so unbelievably soft, and it radiates, and it's this glow. And I think I mean you talk to doctors, and they tell you about the pheromones, and they say like, hey, there might be something to it. My body is getting way ahead of my mind and just sending out signals to this person like, hey, pick me, pick me, keep me around, I'm a lot of fun. Like, look at this, look how I'll do for you. And my mind is just looking like, have you no shame, woman? Have you no shame? I mean, we talk about my mind as a, as the mature one. What are, what are we doing right now? Is, is, is there any, any less mature form of art than podcasting? And podca podcasting is like the Taco Bell of art. Uh, that's actually pretty accurate. So maybe maybe they're in uh, better sync than we thought. But <laughs> so my uh, central nervous system was freaking out a little bit, and it. I don't want to say freaking out. I, I guess I, I think I was taking time to process it all, and I needed that time because of what a what a whirlwind it had been, and uh. What was kind of nice was at the end of it, I, I kind of came out of it feeling okay. Like, I mean, I get like this a lot when you just, when you have one of those mornings where you've been working for a couple hours and then the emails start flowing in about shit that people need from you and you don't even know where to start and they're still coming in while you're like struggling and all of that. Uh, overwhelmed. That's the word I was looking for. I was taking a moment to make sure that the whelmage process was proceeding as it could <laughs> as best that I could um and I felt good I felt good after it because I'm a I, I played water polo for most of my life I was a swimmer you throw me into the deep end I can tread water I can float I can thrive I can pick up a ball and bury it in a net but uh what if like think about it like 6 a.m the practice like the pool is really cold and you don't want to get in, but your coach is an old man who's going to yell at you if you don't. And I really don't like being yelled at. So uh, you go in the cold water and you think, how am I ever going to survive in this thing? And then two and a half hours later, you're out and your friend's driving you to pick up a bacon egg, and cheese so you can rest for a few hours and then have to do it again. Um, that, <laughs> that actually, that describes LGBTQ dating in basically a nutshell. Utterly terrified and honestly, for what? Like, I guess this person in particular is so much of a, like, different person from me, which is obviously why I'm crazy about them. Uh, we're very similar in maybe intellectual ways, and certainly we speak the identical romantic language. If, if you're a listener, this is, Estradiol Illusions is probably, you guys, more so than maybe even my Facebook people, and certainly uh, any, anywhere else you find ITM on the internet, Maybe you guys could understand this the most because I spend the most time here really through my own voice and everything articulating how I feel about this. I am a kind of unique person in, in the dating realm and how I sort of approach the game and blah, blah, blah and all that. Imagine me finding somebody who just kind of throws themselves out there with this kind of like deter a determined optimism and, and just excitement got there. And as I said a lot in the last episode, play the damn game, but... It doesn't really almost feel like a game now. It kind of feels like we're two mature adults who really get off on on this kind of frantic uh, energy that we throw out there in the world. And uh, 
we are really, really, really compatible and super into each other. They send me constant reminders of that, which are, I mean, I, I think maybe they're a little bit trying to push my buttons, but at the same time, they're, they're kind of helping me because, uh, I'm playing this at their pace, um, following their lead in a lot, but, uh, I feel like somebody, like, uh, so much of this, this specific instance, uh, is so new to me, and, uh, you almost, like, kind of want to, like, there is a point of me that kind of wants to just, like, remind them a couple times, hey, be gentle, <laughs> but I feel like if I were to do that, hey, <laughs> that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be what we're saying. That's not, that's not true, necessarily, but, um, I would be, uh, I don't know. That's not, imagine, imagine, like, imagine being, like, the person, the Sagittarius Cancer pairing is, the Sagittarius is, like, flinging, flinging everything they have out there in the world, and, and is, is just, like, the, the force of gravity, and I'm the little moon that is being dragged <laughs> totally against their will into this foreign, foreign orbit, and, uh, like, the fact that they like the orbit is, is kind of secondary to, like, the reality of, okay, your body is so into this, and, uh, they're dictating these terms, uh, <laughs> there you go, bud, like, have fun, have fun, do you, do, like, sure, you can have a say, but think twice, do you really want to? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you guys can kind of see where I'm at here. This is a mess, except it's not. It's not a mess. I don't know. I feel really good. Like they say the term selling up Shit's Creek without a paddle. I mean, Shit's Creek is now that uh, TV show. That, that TV show is if I haven't seen all, but uh, I think, I think I've, I, I've, I've only seen like three or four episodes of the final season, but I want, that's, that's like five seasons before that. We don't need to talk about uh, that kind of stuff, but um, so you're up Shit's Creek. It's not even really Shit's Creek. It's it's you're up a creek, but you do have a paddle. It's just you're going to a place you've never been before, and it, you know it's going to be one of the harder journeys of your life if you want to have success with this person. That's not really an if question. Of course, I fucking do. So I feel like I have a map. I have a paddle. I'm very strong. I can paddle it, and uh, it's it's with somebody I trust. I don't know if I know them well enough to trust them. Uh, I do in a lot of ways. That's 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 the fucking weird part about it. It feels very right. And yet it's foreign and scary. ITM, the indoor kitty who's been hiding in Long Beach for six and a half years. It's a lot. It's a lot for a girl to handle. But we say those terms a lot for somebody to handle. Can you handle it? Yes. Is it scary? Yes. Is it kind of every, like, I think about right around this time, uh, about 11 months ago. So right around this time, plus a month, there's really only 12 months. Close to right around this time. We're really losing, we're really losing the point here. I saw Town for the first time, which I bring up a lot, but, um, there was a point during, if you're familiar with the show, during Epic 2, kind of halfway through the first act. Anyway, I was completely mesmerized, and I wrote a bunch of poetry after it, and I was feeling so energized, and 
that was kind of the point in the show where I was thinking, like, this is a feeling that I want all the time. And I guess I was kind of looking at it mostly from an artistic standpoint. I wasn't super into the people I was going out with at the time. I certainly didn't think any of them were going to last. Uh, but I, 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 I listened to the music and the performance, the art, the art that was surrounding me. And, I, and the way that it was making me feel, I, I knew that I wanted to feel that all the time and not when I... I see some musical theater here in L.A., but... I saw actually Hades Town for the third time about two weeks ago, and I did actually feel the same way with the touring productions. It's not just Broadway. There's art. There's art that makes us feel like we have the tools to pull ourselves up by our uh, bootstraps or by, you know, pull up your uh, tights. I've had to, I've worn a lot of dresses lately. You have to sometimes pull those up. Uh, pull yourself up and... Uh, Take the world by the horns and, and, and be something bigger than the person that you were the day before. We will not be singing Moulin Rouge like we did the last episode. We didn't sing it, we just said it. Subjan Stevens' Mystery of Love, Call Me By Your Name kind of comes to mind also. Um, I, want, I want to do great things with my life. And I want to be around people who inspire me. And I'll, not quite uh, terrifies. I, eh, I, I like to be terrified. I was talking to my best, uh, my California bestie about this, and she reminded me of how much I, I do fundamentally like to be challenged. I don't like to take the easy route. Transition is not for the faint of heart. And the worst part about being trans is you get through all of that shit, and you still have dreams on the other side. You still have things that you have to go out in the world and get. And the world doesn't want to give them to you. No, they don't. They want to kick you down and say, you won't play in any of our reindeer games where we're getting ready for Christmas, aren't we? <laughs> but somebody wants me to play in their reindeer games, and I feel the same way. Nobody expects the trans person to make it in life. Very few of us have. We all struggle. It's, it's tough. It's a tough world out there. But I don't exist to just fight the grind all fucking day. I want, I want the great love that this world has seen. I've read a lot of Shakespeare. You read that shit, people give you that shit to read it. And then you read it and you're like, I fucking want that too. And they're like, that's nice, son. No, I'm going to go and get it. I'm going to go and fucking do it. This year, I feel like the Boston Red Sox in the first three games of the 2004 ALCS. And I really do, this is a gay as shit episode. And I understand that most people are like, well, I... Don't watch sports. And then they say, I understand why she thinks she's straight. I mean, look at all this baseball talk. I got a Red Sox pillow I'm looking at right now. And I got Red Sox time picture. We're in my office. There's Red Sox shit in here. Surprise, surprise. Um, uh, I'm not, I, you, you get it, you get it, you get a taste of the show. I felt like, I felt, there were a couple points where I was last with this person where I looked around and I saw like, I, I saw what they had built with their life. And they've had, Plenty of struggles, plenty of struggles that they've told me, and I'm sure there's plenty more. And I looked at what they have taken out of all of that and built, and like this person who's just like a titan of this earth. And for me, from my perspective, kind of sitting there in the space that they built, I thought to myself, hey, I mean, you m most of the thoughts you think at that time is like, okay, this person is a fucking nut job for having anything to do with me. And my stupidity. Uh, 
But then after that, you're kind of like, hang on a second. This is really great. I like this. I want this too. I want to like look back on a person a little older than me. When I get to where they are, uh, look back and say like, yeah, this is, I mean, I can do it. When I think about like the arc of my career, I mean, I can do it. A lot of different fields manage to find some success, which is very uh, gratifying and all of that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the talking heads, I said this to them, uh, but they're not big into popular culture, so maybe they don't uh, recognize the reference. But uh, it's talking heads. This must be the place. I often like to think of myself as, you know, I'm just an animal looking for a home. I've been on the West Coast for eight years. It's, it's, <laughs> I've come so far. When I got here in 2015, oh boy, I was so different. And I do, I feel like I've grown up. Not just my parts. I mean, if you're ever wondering, should I move to California? I mean, I moved here and in a few short years, I mean, my nuts were gone. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> well, we don't need to, we don't need to think about, uh, this doesn't need to go back to one of my absolute favorite subjects, my vagina. It's a wonderful, wonderful vagina. But to loop back as uh, as we start to wrap up and get back to the deep end. This very recent chapter of my life, like the past couple of years, have really kind of been defined by... I don't feel like I have a lot of agency in the world. I, I, I can make chaos when I want. I can show growth. And I, there's plenty of great things I've been able to do with my art and, and make great art in the process. But a lot of it's been kind of, like, gallows humor has always been my style, but gallows humor, like, I do kind of, for a while I felt like I'm literally in the gallows. I get threatened when I go out. I mean, I hate how much life feels like end times. Like, like you're just, like, trying to have as much fun as possible before shit gets worse. And I know that's not just a trans thing that we feel. I feel like a lot of us in this times are tough. It's so hard. Uh... But right now, I actually did get thrown a bunch of things that are kind of hard. I have to be a mature person if I want this person in my life more. And I know I can charm them and all of that. But I have to experience like growth beyond uh, the uh, likes of which I've never seen. Just to, not even, not even to, you know... You don't want to measure your your own sense of self-worth through the perspective of somebody else. No, this is the level that I have to do to satisfy the high... St I, if you have high standards for peop other people, that's only good as long as you have them for yourself. And I realize that that sort of as as, as I've gotten so comfortable to the scrappiness of, of trans life and this, this shitty modern era of sort of like thinking of myself, you know, posting selfies where I do kind of feel like the beautiful and the damned. Uh, no, I mean, you get kind of diverted off that because it's like, shit, you know? I can be somebody bigger. I can do this. I, I can't. I, I, I can. I think I can. I think I can. I do. One of my favorite phrases that I, I like to remind people, I'm not going to take credit for it, but nobody else says it like this. Uh, you know, when things go south, like... You get like a 90% match, like somebody who just checks off almost every box, and then you look at the... A ninety per, a true 90% match is one where the 10 that they don't have is extremely important, and then it's not going to work that way without it. But but you like structurally, you can make a great case for why they're perfect. 
that would require you to like leave out the opposite like leave out the 10 percent the thing that actually means like ah you know it's it's it on paper it's very close but in reality it sucks no when you're confronted in life with <laughs> when you're confronted in life with Somebody who is not a 90% match, but is a great fucking match, is somebody to like, keep around, and all the, the only drawback is it's going to be, like, the hardest thing you ever do. That's fucking great. I like that. That's way better. That's way better than all the alternatives, where it's not a guessing game. It is so nice to be to have people who expect things over you. That means they respect you. That means when they tell you something, you do it. You know, you, 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 you be a bigger version of yourself because that's what you do to keep getting the feeling that you get when you're around that person. Oh, it's, it's intoxicating. But you can't spend your whole life drunk, you know? The buzz that you get from that to sustain that has to have all the, like, all the infrastructure. I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like the first time in a very long time somebody is expecting me to be a grown-up. The world doesn't. The world doesn't even want trans people around. The world says be whatever you want. Just do it in the corner. Nah. I got a chance to play. I really like that. And none of that means that basically anything is figured out. Nothing is figured out. And this person who's, who's been around for a very short period of time, I mean, there are a lot of, there are many, 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 many things that could go wrong. Um, I would really love to not do any of them. <laughs> I'm just excited about the chance, you know? Oh, it's scary, but it's also not scary. You know, somebody somebody pointed at a seat at their table and gave me a chance to potentially come along for the ride, and all I have to do is uh, be an adult. Is that hard? Yes. Yes, it is hard. Is it scary? Eh, a little bit. Is it doable? Oh, yes, people. That's. I mean, we, we had discovered that a while. It's a, not a podcast unless it's mostly rambling. Maybe I can pull this one off, but if not, and I don't want to be defeatist, but I mean, like, seriously, like, who the fuck knows where this thing could go? I mean, we're on borrowed time before this person comes to their senses is like, what the fuck, Ian Thomas Malone? No, thank you. Like, that would be the smart thing to do. Um, But if and uh, presumably when that time comes, I think I'll be so much better off for having taken this crazy fucking journey. And I'm excited. I want to see where the rabbit hole goes. So so often it's just like you feel you feel like the world's holding you hostage. It's being like you're the rabbit now. Get in the hole and we're gonna kick the dirt over. Um, <laughs> now it's like all right, ball ball's in your court. Now it's up to you. Like that that's 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 the hard part is getting the ball into your court. The easy part is executing. And like is that easy? No, but. You can't complain about wanting the ball all the all day unless you actually are ready to uh, step up and take the shot and and hope for the best and and put in everything to you can to make it a sustainable environment for uh, this this whole thing this energy to continue because otherwise it's just you know empty calories it makes you feel good for a second but then it goes away I want to build something lasting yeah and it's not like I didn't want it before that's all I've ever wanted but I see it in front of me. And I feel like the road to that is is uh, maybe very hard, but far from impossible. And for somebody who's just kind of like for so long felt like nothing is possible, I'll take very hard. Very hard, there's a route. We will walk it. It'll be hard, but uh, 
I don't know. I just, uh, I guess we could really close with um, a couple of days ago. So before even all of this like hecticness, and I was talking to a friend of mine who reminded me. Just you know, she said, "Don't, don't, don't be afraid of your feelings. Don't, don't run away because of that." And I feel like a lot of us run away from a lot of things because we're scared. I I don't like to, but there's like a, a kind of, it happens a lot where I feel like internally like the buzzer is like beeping off like maybe now would be a good time to run. I feel like in a lot of ways uh I was not expecting the point where now I can't really run away to come this fast. And it's not like I do want to run away, but I I did I got thrown in the deep end. I was not expect I I would have happily jumped in the deep end, but I was thrown in there and I don't hate it. I like it and uh there are so many parts of me that's like okay it could i mean it, it, a lot of a lot of things could happen and the future is is far from certain but uh i feel good about facing it i mean fuck what a victory what a simple victory worth recording an entire podcast episode about i guess i don't know uh i feel like so many people go through life uh running at, at, at the nearest uh even even hearing the idea that something might be a challenge ahead and i mean i'm ready what kind of idiot would be would be faced like having a chance to make those kind of feelings just last on a on a on a regular basis uh you'd be an idiot to run away i don't know i, I feel like so many people do I, i've had that people have told me they're i mean unless they're totally bullshitting but people who have told me Oh, you know, you're you're one of the most special people I've ever met, and then they're gone, like, into thin air, basically like it was nothing, and you're looking like, what the fuck? No, I mean, I'm, I, I've never been that, like, kind of person. When I tell people things like that, I mean it, and to actually be in the vicinity of someone who feels the same way, and obviously, obviously, of course, I want to impress them. But I think part of that would uh, involve knowing when to end a podcast episode. I don't know. I, I'm just not afraid. And I should be. You will be. That's what Yoda says. Empire Strikes Back. Pop culture reference. In a good spot, people. How how nice how nice that we finally got there. It only took basically all of 2023. But on that note, I mean, maybe we should have just been recording more episodes all along. Maybe that was the huge problem. But at any rate, thank you so much for listening and... We will see you next time.